Welcome to Cannabis Data Science. You're in the right place. You're in for one of the biggest treats I think the group has to offer yet to date. So the Cannabis Data Science team has been working on many different tasks. And, you know, my background's from the laboratory. So we've got a little bit of know-how and we've got some awesome programmers such as Candice, who's got a long, long career in IT. So we've got a fantastic team here. And essentially, we'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. The task that's been on everybody's mind for a long time now, and in fact, this was one of the reasons that Canlytics was started, was wanted to get lab results in consumers' hands, right? So in the cannabis industry, we've got mandated quality control testing. So that's good for the consumers, right? So products get screened for contaminants. They get tested for cannabinoids so you know what you're consuming. But the data, I mean, how often do you actually get your hands on the data? And so we're some of the most, you know, avid pursuers of this data, and it's still hard to come by. So your average consumer may have a really, really tough time with this. Um, so that's one of the reasons Canalytics was started. So we were trying to work with labs, producers, processors, retailers, trying to figure out, you know, how can we get this data to the consumers? And then finally, you know, there's been some awesome fine folks. And so I want to really commemorate John. So John and the CESC. So check out, I want to say it's the CESC.org has been moving the ball forward for the consumers, right? So they're trying to get the consumers into the picture, right? At the end of the day, they're the ones driving the industry. So we want to make sure that people can make healthy, wise, educated decisions. And then, you know, they know what they're in store for. And, you know, we need to get that data and then get that into consumers' hands. So really want to say that the work that John's doing is noble. And that the task that John sent me on was the labs and the producers, one can almost say, you know, they've taken the ball as far as, as they can. And so there's just somebody who needs to go and take it, you know, the last 10 yards. And that's sort of the Canlytics philosophy is we don't like impose upon anyone or we try not to. We try to meet you where you are and take you one step further. And so where people are is they've got COAs. And in fact, I've got, um, this is the first day I've actually had props. So instead of a presentation, I brought props today. Mm -hmm. um, so at the cannabis dispensary, you get these items. And I was saying the last week that the QR codes were 20th century technology. And I may want to walk that back. Technically, they are. They were... I think invented in like 1994 or 1995 or so, but that's late 20th century technology. And I think they're just getting put to good use today. So essentially, you know, with these QR codes at the dispensary, you can get the COA um, and we can show you that today, but then it's like, well, now we actually need that data. And so that is the task that we've finally solved or at least begun to solve as you'll, you'll see there's almost, you know, infinite room for improvement as always. But I think we've 
we've done a we've done a, good, a lot here. So before we jump into it, any thoughts or I guess I'm still kind of building up suspense here. Well, without further ado, let's just go ahead and start start the presentation because you're both you know going to be in for you know quite quite the treat here. We're going to need some tools for the job here. So basically you know what um you know what where do we even uh begin with this? Well um well let, let's let, look at one of these coas so so if you were to scan one of these qr codes say you got a qr code reader on your phone which i do but just for the sake of the presentation let's just pretend okay i just scanned this qr code on my phone and then this is going to shoot you over to a url and in this case, we've got a confident cannabis URL, and confident cannabis is a common laboratory information management systems or LIMS provider. And so a lot of laboratories will use confident cannabis, and they'll have their online portal here where you can, you know, see a picture, you can see the the cannabinoids. You can see the the screenings, so no heavy metals in this flower, awesome, and even better, no no pesticides detected. And so this is really what you want to see. So especially, I would say, if you're consuming concentrates, you know, you probably want to check your your solvents out. You know, make sure you've got a nice clean concentrate. So long story short, you can get the results, but, you know, we want to actually, you know, get the, you know, the, the these physical data points, right? And so this is quality control tested, mandated by the state, you know, the laboratory provided that data. And now, you know, the data is here, you know, publicly available on the web. So these are now facts. Right. So this is now essentially a fact about this classic Jack sample. So, you know, readily collectible at this point. And in fact, I think, you know, as a consumer, like you should, you know, collect your your cannabis data because I heard a saying once that, you know, if you're not measuring it, you're not managing it. So if you want to manage your cannabis com consumption, then you'll need to measure it. And these days with the, you know, the cannabinoid concentrations getting quite, quite potent, uh, you know, you really want to be keeping track of the milligrams because, you know, just, uh, you know, one, one gram of cannabis is not uh, the same across the board. Cool. So, so that's the, the work that's going to be had. And just to kind of, you know, uh, knock out two birds with one stone let's say you also have this this pdf so you know sometimes the the laboratory may only have this pdf so we'll also you know save a copy of this that's um, one of the ones i sent you i think right um 
I think so. This is actually uh, one from a recent purchase of mine at a at a, a cannabis dispensary. But is it Cali Green? So did that mean um, meanwhile you were down here? Exactly. Uh, so okay. long. So basically, I've okay. been saving some of these packaging packages mm -hmm. um, because, as I was saying, like, and this is why I think this is novel, right? You know, I'm a cannabis. Cat, cat, cat's out of the bag. I'm a cannabis consumer and I'm interested in keeping track of this data. And if, you know, myself, who I think is, you know, I try to be a, a practicing data scientist, uh, you know, that's uh, up for you to debate if I am or not, but I, I uh, you know, try to, try to do data science. And so if I can't even get a hold of my own uh lab results you know then how could you know how could like any can you know it's going to be it's going to be tough uh for consumers to get their their lab results um so long story short is let's solve this problem let's solve it today um and then we'll basically do a proof of concept and then i'll show you how this can be iterated upon to you know further get refined and incorporated into many many applications so just uh, da, 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 da. So I've downloaded some COAs. So here's this same COA, the Cali Green. It was and see here you see it was tested at the Cali Green Laboratory um, by Confident Cannabis. And so basically, to to just show you how the magic's going to happen. Uh, instead of just pretending things are magic, right? So we've got PDF Plumber. And so my first go of this was, okay, let's find all the tables on here and just start parsing them. And it's a mess. Um, and I think it can be done and probably should be done. But one thing I learned work Tori was, there was always this stress that, okay, you need to design things to be compatible with being offline. But anytime we were offline, the number one goal was getting back online. So it's basically like, if you're not online, you, you know, maybe not, don't be worrying about parsing COAs. Like, you know, you should first worry about getting online because you need to check your emails and other things. And then once you're online, then you can, you know, parse COAs to your heart's content. So we can worry about offline in the future, but instead of parsing all of this, let's just be smart about this, right? So we're going, going, and going. And so here I'm parsing, I'm like, oh, I'm getting the images, dot, 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 dot. And then I realized, oh, wait a second. This PDF has a QR code on it. So what can we do with that? Is I was thinking, no way. Would it be possible to essentially read the QR code programmatically? And typically with Python, if it's on a computer, where there's a will, there's a way. That's what I've, that's why I love Python. That's kind of why I fell in love with it, is I started realizing that 
anything on the computer you could essentially automate with Python. Um, whoops. Um, and I just want to give a, a quick shout out to the Selenium authors because this is a package that I've kind of shied away from because it's got a bad reputation in the Python community. We're not a bad reputation, but it's basically people will throw a lot of grief at it and say, oh, it's real heavy. It, it's slow. Just use requests. And I agree that if you're consuming from an API, then yeah, you know, go with requests. Or if it's a simple web page, go with requests. But often, you know, we're not uh, dealing with uh, uh, simple web pages here, right? As you can see, we've got the loading sign. If you actually inspect the source code that they shoot over at you, you'll see that you're working with an iframe. So there's just a lot of JavaScript that's making this page happen. So you can't just use requests. But that's okay because what the Selenium authors have said is there's so many tasks that businesses are doing on a day-to-day -day basis that can and should be automated. So if you find yourself, you know, clicking through Chrome and you you know you do the same clicks over and over and over again, that can be automated, right? As I was saying last week, you know, I'm half man, half Python. So, you know, if I want to use Chrome with my Python appendages, then, you know, so be it. Um, and in fact, I didn't really realize that, but, uh, you know, Selenium has been one of my, like, best used tools in the past, right? So out of all the code that I've written, um, you know, some of the scripts that ran the most I mean, you know, I have written scripts that have run like in the millions of times. Um, and, so, and some of the, those leverage Selenium. Um, it's, a, it's a great, a great tool. So, so anywho, let's just go ahead and get down to, to the brass tacks of this. Um, so we'll basically be using Selenium plus PDF Plumber which I've realized, and that's why I said call a plumber, but PDF plumber is actually just a wrapper around PDF minor. But anywho, uh, the you know code's only so interesting to so many people, but the, the, the data is interesting to many. So what we can do here is we can first read in the PDF so we've now got this PDF file in memory. And as I was saying, you know, you can do a whole bunch of parsing, right? So the, I was originally just trying to parse out the tables. But, but basically what you can cleverly do here is just iterate over all the images in the sheet. And you basically just stop if one of them gets decoded as a QR code. Um, I found originally I was trying to like specify what index the image was, 
but basically all the laboratories like to have their own unique certificate of analysis. Mm -hmm. So SC Labs may have a different COA, I imagine they would. I don't actually know all the different California laboratories, but um, they all love their COAs um, and they're real particular about them. Um, There's so a certain compliance requirement as well in California, what you can and cannot put on there. Exactly. And so, so long story short is for any that put the QR code on them, we can utilize that. I wonder how common that is. And that's sort of a, a downside. So I do know, a, a, so here, see, they're using confident cannabis. I wonder, you know, what essentially confident cannabis's, you know, market share is of laboratory tests. That was something Canlytics was always wondering about. But I, I, I think Canlytics can almost, instead of just stepping on other people's toes, I find it's more interesting to just solve different pieces of the puzzle. And so, you know, they're good at providing certificates, right? And they've got them online. And so the piece of the puzzle that I saw that we could fix was, okay, we can now actually just wrangle all this data and get it to the consumer and not just confident cannabis, but uh, also wrote a, a thanks to John for sharing the PDFs. I wrote a routine to parse tag leaf limbs, COAs. And so basically the task now is to, to have this COA parser out there. And we basically just need to identify, you know, all the COAs that have QR codes on them and then make sure that we can then parse those results from the web and then if the lab doesn't have a QR code at that point we'll have to use the PDF plumber to to plumb the PDF and so that's going to be a time intensive task and so this is where I was telling you that I was going to share with you how I intend to make money with Canlytics and that way you can make money in the exact same way. And so I've written a, and I'll, we'll get into the guts of it today because that's kind of what you, uh, what you come here today to see, um, right? I get to show you all the special things, right? We get a, we get to pull up the hood and play with the engine and do all the fun stuff. But uh, right, that's, that's the point of the cannabis data science, right? To, to actually get our hands on this fun stuff. So long story short is we've now got this tool, COA doc. And so the idea is input any arbitrary, any arbitrary COA and then parse it. Um, and just to, to actually just show you your, maybe, maybe, uh, just a demonstration of the tool will be better than, than showing you the code. So I'll demonstrate the code. I mean, I'll demonstrate the tool and then we can show you the, 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 the code behind it. So first things first, let's just make sure that we can in fact get the QR code because that's a pretty important part of the whole 
whole process. So yes, we can get the the QR code and then to sprinkle in data science, right? And that's actually sort of one of the lessons of the day is a little bit can go a long way. And a little bit of clever, you know, machine learning, um, clever, you know, these clever algorithms can go a long way. And so we only need one line of magic uh, to make a lot happen, right? And so want to give another shout out to um, Pi Z Bar. Um, and they're working on cameras and computer vision. So real cool applications. But basically what you can do is you can decode this object. So decoding, and then all of a sudden, we've got the decoded QR code data. And as you'll see, we've got the URL nice, nicely in there. So, you know, the, the QR code, of mm -hmm. course, was specifically designed for computers, right? So if you're going to do any computer vision task, right, QR code is, of course, the simplest. But that's the way Canalytics likes to do it, right? You start with the absolute simplest possible use case. And then we can take it from there, right? Before we start, like, you know, applying computer vision to the sample images themselves, which I think we sh could and maybe should do eventually, we can just start start simple. So long story short, we can get that QR code. We're just going to fire up the tool real quick, and then we can basically see it in use. So basically, I just put this behind a super simple API um, just to, to, to just show you the actual guts of it. So COA data, right? So there's nothing super fancy about the API itself. So if you make a request, it basically tries to find out if you posted any URLs. So the idea is you can use this programmatically. So if you have your own QR code reader in your app, then all you have to do is implement a QR code reader in your app and you can just scan one of these packages and then post that URL to this endpoint. Or you can use the Canlytics website and you can upload the files directly. So still working on this. So I'm still going to have to add all the bells and whistles for you. So I'm just going to show you under the hood today. So, you know, so bear with. But this is the tool, a COA doc. And the idea is to just be able to upload any arbitrary PDF or scan a QR code and then get the get that data. Um, da, 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 da. And then, you know, under the hood, literally three lines of code. Like that, like that's, I mean, of course you have to do all the rigmarole, like, you know, check if 
you know, I'm doing things like, you know, making sure that people are only posting PDFs and zips. And there's still a, a bit more, you know, safety checks I want to do before I publish this. But essentially, you can get it down to just fire up your COA parser, you know, tell it to parse your URLs, and then you've got your data. And keep in mind that the magic happening is we've basically got two different algorithms here. So I've written a custom algorithm for Confident Cannabis, and I've written a custom algorithm for Tagleaf Limbs. I don't know the, uh, how prevalent Tagleaf Limbs is, but I, I see Confident Cannabis around. So for me, I thought it was worthwhile. And so the idea is, if you know other limbs or you know other labs, you could basically go and make them a value proposition and say, hey, I'll write you a parsing algorithm for your PDF. That way it can be parsed along with any other COA by COA doc. Um, and just to, to just put, you know, just to, you know, actually put this to, to good use here. Let's just go ahead and drop this classic Jack COA. Hold on. Cool. And hopefully, um, okay. So, um, hopefully going to show you things so in production it uh, won't actually open a browser but uh just for demonstration hopefully we yep so we just open up this browser look i always say this is my joke like look mom no hands so we just opened up chrome just got all the heavy metal results got all the other results hopefully we don't run into errors we may have hit an error. Oh, no. Look, no hands. So, so bada bing, bada boom. And I'll zoom in on this. But basically, there we have it. So now all you all you have to do is get, you know, the URL or the, the actual COA. And as we've seen you know, the producers and processors are making an effort to get those on their packaging. So I applaud them for that, right? So you can have the glass half full or the glass half empty mentality. The glass half empty mentality, which I am susceptible to, would be, hey, you know, why aren't, why aren't these producers giving us all this data? Uh, you know, why, why, why don't they have an API? You know, why can't I just ping this and get all this data? And it's like, okay, okay, you know, just you know, quit being so demanding, right? They've done a pretty good job, right? They've grown some fantastic cannabis. They've got it packaged up and they've even, you know, got it nice and labeled and put a QR code on it. So it's like, you know, they've, you know, they've taken the ball as far as they can. They, you know, they've, they've taken it as far as they can. And it's basically just like, okay, like, Thank you. You know, like Canlytics will take it the last, the last, the last yard. You know, the, like I mean, 
think about all the work that's been done to get the data this far. I mean, think about this. This is seven analyses here. This is an analyst who looked at this under a microscope for foreign matter. They tested it on an ICP for heavy metals, not an easy feat. They performed a microbial test, a mycotoxin test. Those two tests may take up to 48 hours or so, so those can be timely. A pesticide test, expensive. If you want to go get your sample tested for pesticides, that may cost you north of 300 bucks. In California, I think a pesticide test may cost you almost $800 or so. Water activity fairly and moisture are fairly simple tests. I think you could, if you're clever, you could conduct these tests at home, probably with your microwave um, and a small sample of your flour. So these are pretty easy tests. Well, maybe not. You could do moisture. I don't know about water activity. Um, but fairly easy tests, but they're still informative. So you've got, you know, your tests here. You know, you now know the laboratory. If you want to give them a call or, you know, you want to shoot them an email. Um, we actually didn't get their email in this case, but uh, you could go, you know, do a search for the laboratory. So that way you actually know what laboratory tested your product, um, just in case you wanted to give them a call. You know that, of course, yeah, I mean, you're expecting it to have passed pesticides, but check this out. We now have 78 compounds. So yes, you know, they're reporting the THCA and Delta 9, but check this out. You know, this wasn't on the label, uh, you know, the, the CBGA. And, and once again, you, you can't fault them. They only have so many square inches here, right? Um, but I think this is an important one. Like, Whoa, like look at look at all that CBGA. That's a in my opinion, a an enormous amount of CBGA. And so, you know, now I know when I consume this cannabis, you know, in this package, there's almost a hundred gram a hundred milligrams, right? Because this package is 3.5 grams. So now we can do 27. Um 0.52 times 3.5. Oh, whoops. There's just shy of 100 milligrams of CBGA in this package, which is, if you're not measuring it, you're not managing it. So if, you know, I like Jack and someone else doesn't like Jack, maybe it's got something to do with the CBGA or maybe... Maybe it's got to do with one of these many, many terpenes in your product, right? And so these are what consumers are kind of realizing that they want to be measuring, right? So check this out, right? You've got the terpinaline. And then John want to applaud you, right? So once again, now that I've got my date, my right, this is my data, right? Because it's mm -hmm. a product that I bought and you know, I uh, went and wrangled the data. So, you know, as a consumer, right, I think uh, you, sh you should be collecting your data. But check this out. You know, let's say I want to keep track of my beta-pinene to D-lemonene ratio. Beta-pinene, 0 
limonene 0.04, um, which is a shockingly small amount of limonene. You normally see, I, I don't know what the distribution is off the top of my head, but I want to say you normally see more limonene than that in your products. So I don't know if I just, you know, I kind of like this strain. Sometimes I think, uh, sometimes I may prefer something else. But so am I just maybe adverse to limonene or maybe I just like the beta pinene or maybe there's something else going on here? But, you well, know, it's got terpenaline, doesn't it? 0.06 over 0.04. Um, it's a high beta pinene strain by those, even even with the small amounts. Exactly, and in fact, I th this is what I started to figure out that I may like about Jack is I think the terpinaline at least gives the Jack its distinctive smell. Mm -hmm. It's just to be frank, you know, it's a it, kind of a pungent. People call it like a almost like a chemically type. It's a turpentine smell. Mm -hmm. Um, I, there, I've got to get, when I first realized this, what I got to give them a shout out because they were the ones who helped me connect the dots. It was Planet 13 in Las Vegas. They were actually labeling the percentages of terpenes on the products. And that was when I m mentally connected the dots between, oh, you know, the reason I like the Jack type strains is the terpenaline. And it was sort of a revolutionary point because it's like, oh, I don't have to get Jack Herrera every single time as long as, you know, it's got some terpenaline in it. You know, it may have a, you know, a similar effect. And in fact, you can kind of branch out because maybe, maybe some of these, you can get something with terpenaline plus something else. So, and th that was sort of... Oh. Keegan, I probably should again chime in here. Um, terpenaline is part of a cluster. So if it's going to have terpenaline, it's going to have a series of others as well. Carrying, philandrine, alpha terpenine, gamma terpenine. They run off the same enzyme. So while the terpenaline is the dominant, it's the lead of that enzyme. The enzyme makes these others. So if you're in a high terpenaline strain, you've got these others come along for the ride, as it were. I love it. And and now we can finally, you know, collect data on it. And well, I guess I guess the data's already been out there. So I guess you already you already know this, right? And so that's what's Yeah, cool. I've been following this for years. It's just what is the utility or what is the effect? I mean, is it the terpenaline? that's driving the effects in the high terpenaline strains or is it one of the other terpenes or is it another compound that is also comes with it we don't know yet but we can only look at what is reported right and and, and this is this is why i was right. thinking this was sort of the missing piece of the puzzle right you've got mm -hmm. the lab result data you just need to get this in the hands of the consumer, or or in your case, you know, your research participants. That way, you know, one, you know, they can act upon their data. And then two, you could actually, you know, match that and study this. Mm -hmm. Because now, if you just tell your consumers, you know, if you, and this is was why I was saying, you know, economic forces now, right? So if, 
if I do this, if you do this, a bunch of people do this, then it'll put the economic incentive to put your QR code on your package. Because what you could say is, okay, make sure if you're participating in my study, make sure to go and get something with your QR code and, and scan it. You could either have your own app or they, maybe they could just send you the URLs or right. And that's the cool thing about this tool is you can package it up and use it however you want. But basically now the consumer doesn't even have to do anything. They just have to buy their package. Well, they do have to, they scan it, just beep. Mm -hmm. And then, then the, it's connected. That was, that was the only thing that was missing. Um, we've got the lab results. The consumer bought it. There's just no, no match there. Um, and so now if you've got, you know, your consumer app or your, your study app, you can now finally make this connection. The, the consumer, you know, like myself, you know, they can get their data and, um, Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> like I, I can see. So where are you? So what this is, you sucked it up from a QR code that was on the package or was in the PDF or, I mean, what you just ran was off of QR code input, right? It, and so that's what's so cool about the, the algorithm is basically what it, it, it all funnels to the URL. So it's, um, and so that's that's kind of why I wanted to show you under the the hood today. So if you look at the parsing routine, um, okay. No, I understand. It, it, basically, it just says, "Oh, you know." Mm -hmm. So long story short, is uh, the PDF routine subsequently calls the parse URL routine. So basically, mm -hmm. if you have the the pdf say you're a, a producer one would hope the producer actually has the raw data but if for whatever reason they don't then they can just uh, they can just upload this pdf and it will find this url from the qr code or if you're just a consumer you can just scan the qr code and it would just just use this url directly um, and I still need to to wire up this functionality. But the idea is you could just, however you get that URL, that's sort of up to you. So whether you just copy and paste it. Um, so I'm wondering, um, of the five PDFs I sent you the other day, I wonder, I didn't look at them for URLs, for, for QR codes. Um, I wonder how prevalent that is. So, so with the Tagli Flims, I was able to get five of six. So but five. So Tagleaf, five. Oh, wait a minute. Tagleaf is a lab. Um. Yes. So. So here. Um. Because I think I sent you several different labs PDFs. Um. Here, uh, I'll show you. Um, so we've got a little time here. Mm -hmm. um, ch -ch -ch -ch. So there's a little glare on my screen. Okay, so so here. Um, 
if you're okay, I with me using this one, then I'll I can dem demo uh, the tag leaf limb limbs one. Um, it basically let's just toss and this was one. that one of the ones I sent you? I don't remember the lab names. Um, yes. Okay. Um, no, you whatever I send you, you can use. Don't worry about. Okay, it. Cool. So here, let's just just demo this um this sunbeam one real quick then. Okay, so the idea is okay, so we've got the PDF. So hopefully we can just get this URL straight from the QR code. So basically, you know, we're just looking at all the images mm -hmm. on the, the first page of that one. And we should hopefully. Well, first, let's just see if we got an object. So let's see, we found the QR code. And so this one is Tagly Flims. And this is where I was saying, like, economic forces are, are just so remarkable mm -hmm. because it's basically like, you know, once one player introduces the QR code, you know, everyone else kind of has to, to follow suit because that's now the standard. Mm -hmm. So now Tagly Flims, right? They've got a QR code linking to their certificate online. And this is, isn't actually that hard, right? When I worked at the laboratory, I implemented this exact same thing. You know, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not bragging. Um, I just think, uh, you know, this is a standard that can be implemented, right? So if you see your laboratory and they don't have this, that's why I was saying, you know, you should reach out to them and no, don't blame them be the glass half full guy say hey i can meet you or girl you know say i can be uh the missing piece of your puzzle right i can meet you where you are maybe you need help implementing a qr code maybe you need help with an api right so some labs need more help than others right um some limbs need more help than others but so once again different right so different web page but i find with uh here i used beautiful soup to uh in request so i didn't need selenium to to parse this one um but i find scraping uh, uh or parsing web pages to be easier than parsing pdfs because mm -hmm. people use like CSS and things, right? So, just just the 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 syntax that people use makes it real easy to parse these. They're not easy, but it's about a day task. It's and so, so actually, I shouldn't talk about prices, right? Because technically, you get in trouble. Uh, you're not allowed to just talk about prices willy nilly. But but long story short is, you know, I assess how much time it would take me to to parse one of these and charge accordingly. So basically, you know, if there was a new limbs that wanted to a parsing routine, and it doesn't have to be this one, and this is what's cool, right? COA doc is open source. So you can clone this and, right, you could have your own private, um, sorry, there's just such a glare here. Uh, you could have your own private 
coa doc code right you could just clone the repository make your own additions or if you wanted to you know benefit the whole cannabis community you know the whole cannabis industry you could you know make a pull, a pull request you know with your addition right so if you added new limbs you can make a pull request and then i can review your code if it's valid I could, you know, incorporate your code here on the main Canlytics website. You could get paid for your work coding. I would like that, right? Because it, it adds to the Canlytics code base. The laboratory wins because they get to get they get to get incorporated. So, long story short, it's just it's simply a tool that can be used to go from URL to data. And just, just for one last demo, we can just parse this other strain I got, GMO pie. So there's still some work to be done. So essentially, if, and, and John, this is why I wouldn't mind getting this tool in your hands, because essentially, if you've got like a big body of COAs that need to be parsed, then it'd be cool to just run it through this, see which ones you can parse, and then which ones you can't. And the ones you can't, maybe they're, they're, they're on a different lens or a different lab that has mm -hmm. implemented a QR code, mm -hmm. in which case we can try to write, you know, a web scraping routine. And then, like I said, worse comes to worse, and they just have a PDF. You can use PDF Plumber to parse the tables. It's just I would just do that at a at a last case res like a last resort. I would do that at last resort. Um, but but as I, and like I said, it, it wouldn't be like I think it would still be worthwhile. Well worthwhile depends on the costs but it, it would still add value to create a parsing routine for confident cannabis pdfs because then you could parse them offline but i think the marginal benefit of that small the marginal cost is high i think you're almost always going to have an internet connection and if you don't then you've got bigger problems than parsing C than parsing coas um, so, so long, so long story short is, uh, this tool works pretty well if you've got an internet connection. Um, and then you can get a, you can get all these results and, and there's still work to be done. So for example, like a minor thing that needs to be done is these results need to be cleaned up a little bit. Um, but that that's minor. So, so there's still some polishing that needs to be done. So stay tuned before I, you know, formally publish everything huh okay um i think um there are from my perspective two folks two constituencies to be talking to and one of them i'm about to have a conversation with um is the lab that i work very closely with veda scientific so i'll check what their coa publication status is if they've got QR codes on there or not. So that, you know, I mean, it would be great to have, make sure VEDA can have their 
um, their sets, their, their data sets read by uh, folks like us. Um, the second one is, is a retail store like Floor, and they're the ones who have corpuses of COAs. So it might be useful. Uh, what I sent you was the five that they say, sent me for a couple of strings we were evaluating, but they have about 70 or so. Um, I'll be having a conversation with them and we can see what their corpus of COAs are and how readily they could be sucked up into a data set. Because that's where the real utility or a real utility of this is, is because then an, uh, a store can decide how their inventory parses or you know how to display it, how to categorize it or all that. Right now, they just, you know, we're teaching them to read COAs but there's no automation to it you know you, it's tough to run the algorithms that we want to run on them so um i would say you know you we go lab by lab or you know labs that are affiliated with the efforts we're doing and then with the retail as well and uh, yeah it's a good start i i love it john and let's bring let's bring beta on board because that's the whole idea is just to keep incorporating labs and limbs until we can parse, you know, the majority of COAs, right? Mm -hmm. So like if we can parse 80% of COAs, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. And like you said, right, the, the producer has access to their, their data and their client portal, but the retailer, the retailer's just getting Sometimes, I mean, probably hundreds, if not thousands of COAs from all sorts of different vendors. And so if now we just have this nice standardized tool where they could just take a folder of COAs from five different labs, right? Or and they they don't even have to think about what limbs it comes from. They just, right, right. They, they just drag and drop, it parses, and then they get their data in. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, it's their data, right? The the lab testing, in my opinion, is two products. One, it's the it's the signature, essentially the the certificate, right? That yes, this was certified, tested. Is the data, mm -hmm. uh, and this is mission critical, right? This needs right because this is for menu boards, this is for labels, this is. For getting in consumers hands and we're just meeting the industry where it is right as i said it would be phenomenal right if every single company had has implemented an api and qr codes and this and this and this but right they've got to grow cannabis and they've got to sell cannabis and test cannabis right people have got so many things to do and that's why you know the cannabis data science team is here to fill in this last piece of the puzzle right so we will meet you where you are thank you right it, thank like it's like thank you tag leaf limbs for publishing your results and you know thank you confident cannabis and you know thank you cali green laboratory and everyone else you know thank you for doing your part and then we're basically we'll do our part and so basically our parts just just get everything get get all the data and standardize it and then you know put it nicely in your hands for you to use so so 
you got to see the first unveiling of COA uh-huh. Doc. You basically got to see the complete raw, under the hood, unfinished version. So today I'll put all the bells and whistles on it. But now you know how the magic happens, right? So now when you simply drag your COAs here and get your nice, crispy, clean data, you know how it's working under the hood. And and it's all open source. And I think that's what's going to make this tool awesome, right? Because I don't think I'm the, the first one who's written a COA parsing routine. In fact, I know people who've done this, right? This is done by a lot of software companies. But if we do it in an open source manner, then right, like Candace, right? You can contribute and get paid for it, right? You can go to MCR labs in Massachusetts or, or who have you. Um, and, you know, see if they want a, a parsing routine. And, you know, if we kind of get this tool used by enough people, then it would be a no-brainer for the laboratory or the limbs. And they would say, yeah, like, of course we want to be incorporated. Like, of course we want to like, get our data to the consumers. So got to start somewhere. So it's not, it's far from finished, but we can at least get the the data for for some samples tested here in California by Confident Cannabis. Um, so I'll start collecting my results. I was kind of thinking about if I wanted to publish my own personal consumption data, uh, that'd be a little wild, but I'm, 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 I'm considering it. But, uh, but anyways, I think uh, this would be real interesting data. I'm going to find value out of it. So I'm going to start recording my own consumption data. Candice, if you're, and you don't necessarily have to buy the products, right? You could potentially just go to the store. Hey, Keegan, if you want to, if you want to start recording your consumption data, just use our dosing project app. And because the, the goal is going to be to marry COAs with it in the version two. But if you're building or you're starting to build, um, you know, you, you're starting to, to create the tunnel that we're going to be using to feed into the app. But the app will record your use now, or, you know, it can. And um, it asks you dose or how much you're using and all. And, um, it ultimately will calculate dose based uh, or amounts based on COAs. At the moment, it calculates it based on the canonical cannabis class, one, two, or three. But at least um, it's a recording of your use. And so that's the beginnings of it for you. So I would recommend you know trying that out. Go to the CESC website if you haven't and register, you know, sign up for dosing projects. I definitely will because this is something that this is where this is going. This is why I'm asking you to, you know, kind of help do this is because this is a way to get that COA data into dosing projects. So then we can really get those response curves and all that. I definitely will because as I would, that was sort of my, my main point today was, you know, if you're not measuring it, you're not managing it. And I, I'm thrilled. I'm 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 just tickled. So just so you know, I just pulled this off last night. So 
last night was the first time it mm-hmm. you know it successfully you know i dropped a pdf there and it you know came back with the results no that's so, cool so it just happened like late last night and there's there's still some errors this morning so mm-hmm. luckily the dem like the the crew demo worked today but i i'm like i said i'm tickled uh with this because i'm just thrilled because this is something that i've been wanting to keep track of myself for the longest time and it's just not been possible um and as i said there's still some improvement right right now i'm just i'm just going to be saving these json files but I, i mean we've proved that we can work with json files so i mean the step one right episode one right get data right get mm-hmm. the data so first things first right before we calculate all the cool statistics you know we just need to get the actual data but then once we do we can find all these cool things right so for example here i just calculated a statistic right in this one eight of classic jack there's almost 1.5 grams of thca which is quite extraordinary when you think about it um so long story short is you know i'll be collecting my data and you know maybe before long it may be embarrassing but i think i'm going to publish it anyways just to uh, you know, walk the walk. And that's what we did today at the Cannabis Data Science, right? We we walk the walk and because this is what Canlytics set out to do was to get these results in the consumer's hands. And we've at least well, done it. We've at least done it once, right? <laughs> if you start, um, you know, start collecting your COAs the way you're doing it and parsing them. And if you start entering your use for those strains in the version of the dosing project which is running i can run charts for you which you probably can't do yet but i can do pretty easily to to start to show you what it would look like in version two so that's a good that's a good opportunity i would uh, you know we can talk more about that but why don't you you know don't publish what you're using (laughs) do it and i'll show you and then you can make the decision exactly because you know and i wouldn't encourage anyone to necessarily public right because this is great if you're using cannabis medicinally right this that would be like publishing your 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 prescription that's sort of an odd thing to do um but the the idea is right i'm a time series you know i i know a lot of time series statistics so you know i can start to trend my consumption over time and like you said, John, you've got a whole suite of tools that for this this type of analysis. So yeah, I mean the version of dosing project which is running now, um, you know, I mean it was designed for a couple of high level indications for uh, pain and disordered sleep, but that doesn't matter at the moment. You know, we're going to bro- make it broader for version two, but it, we're kludging it. So you know, for the moment, just say you know pick one you're dosing for pain it doesn't matter um but what i would recommend well the there's a just a four point scale for how well it worked for you again just um don't 
don't use it in terms of pain, use it in terms of, I don't know, you know, how enjoyable or how you did with it or whatever. There will be mood scales and all that that we're going to incorporate into this, but that's coming in version two. But, you know, even um, we can, you know, just by you recording your uh, no response, almost, uh, partial response, almost complete or complete, and we start mapping that against strains and we start to get time series, which we haven't had in, uh, that would be a help. This is where we're going. And so you can help prototype it based on COA. So yeah, go forth and prosper. I think it's great. I mean, I don't have problems figuring out where the app is, but it should be pretty clear from the, uh, the, the CESC website. I'll, I'll find it today. All right. Because I, essentially you're just adding more and more data points right because you're yeah adding, i mean yeah yeah and you're adding critical data points right so right po you know post-consumption surveys uh right, right. Reviews. so so that way you could actually you know start to make inference and then if you got like a you know a diverse panel of participants um like your statistics would just be phenomenal uh, and that's the point that's what is you know that's our initiative in cesc is to do this that's that's the dosing project in fact we just wrote up a description um will be in the cannabinoid playbook in august describing our approach with observational studies so if you're not registered for that i'll send you the link so that you can sign up for the cannabinoid playbook that comes out each month Ooh, in just want to, to thank Candace real quick. So Candace was mentioning that contributing Massachusetts and Florida data. And Candace has already helped with the code for PSI labs. I just realized that we've written collection routines for MCR labs and SC labs. Mm. So I bet you that those two routines could get incorporated. So I bet you with a little bit of work, we could read COAs from anyone who does confident cannabis, Tagley Flims, SC Labs, or MCR Labs in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So we've still got a long way to go, but but exactly with, with the fine folks here of the cannabis data science team, we can just get more and more people on board. And it's open source, so labs could potentially write their own parsing routines or create their own APIs. So the labs can still do this themselves. We're just we're just filling in that piece of the puzzle for them just to help. Too cool. Well, I'll finish this up so that way I can actually get the tool in your hand. So thanks for the demo and your feedback. All right. But hopefully you found something of value here. Um, I'm just thrilled. I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a groundbreaking tool. So we just need to get it into to more people's hands. So that's what I'll be working going on. going in the right direction. That's really great. Definitely. And I wanted to say, couldn't have done it without both of you. Couldn't mm -hmm. have done it without one, you pointing me down this trail, John, and also, you know, providing the initial COAs to, to actually start parsing because as I said, I was originally just going to start parsing the PDF like many people have done in the past. Mm -hmm. And then I stumbled upon the QR code. No, that's a good lead. 
All righty. Well, cool, cool. Thanks. Too cool. Well, thank you both. Thank you both for advancing cannabis science. And until next week, yeah, have fun. Thank you. Tons of fun. Awesome Definitely. job. Very impressed. Ah, I'm impressed with both of you too. So thank you, Candace. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. Until next week. Bye. Next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye now. Thank you.